Welcome to episode 26 of Scare Zone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The first one of the new year that I've been joined by my buddy, Chris Ripley. Chris, welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Crikey, it seems like ages ago it was the new year, but um, we've just been that busy, haven't we? It is. We had an episode out. We just haven't, uh, my voice is cracked there for obvious reasons. Uh, we had an episode out, but we did not, uh, we, we were both not on. It was the one where you had people uh, call in and give their thoughts and feedbacks. I liked that episode, regardless of uh, what the downloads say. It was it was a fun one. Well, I've had a lot of nice feedback well, about that episode. The people that were on it, I think, liked it a lot. Uh, I think people, uh, <laughs> maybe not so much everyone else. But hey, I enjoyed it. But we are uh, moving on now to Halloween Horror Nights 27 on episode 26. I did realize we never talked about Scare Zones on Halloween from Harlow Horror Nights 26, which is kind of ironic. Uh, we are going to have a guest on and, and um, very soon who worked in one of the scare zones, one of the lead, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but the guy's kind of running the show for one of the scare zones. And uh, I don't think I told you that, Chris, but he contacted me, a friend of the show who is no longer working with Universal, but did then, and he wants to come on and chat. So we'll have him on maybe in the next episode or two. We can actually go back in time a little and talk about those scare zones in detail. Yeah, we, we, we really like the ones that used to work at Universal. They're a lot easier to get on the show. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they don't have to go through a, a, a very lovely PR department, who I do love, and they are great. They've been awesome to us. But um, because you know, we were only able to get really people that are official spokespeople of Universal, it, it limits sometimes the guys that we can have on uh, you know each time. But this time we're going to have a cool guest on, and when he's ready to reveal himself, we'll have him on soon to talk about the scare zones and his involvement and some of the behind the scenes there. But Awesome. So, Chris, what has been going on? I've been watching some of your articles you're posting. Anything happening in the world of Halloween Horror Nights right now? Um, there's, there's been things happening. There's not. There's nothing concrete has been happening. So, you're, so if you're listening to this podcast, you haven't missed anything. There's nothing. There's no announcements. There's nothing official been happening uh, in the last few months. The the rumor mill is churning like crazy. Yeah. Um, we're getting scores of rumors from all sorts of sources all the time. Uh, some can be believed and some are completely wacky and off the wall. Um, the one that I've stuck to because of um, past knowledge and the one that um, yeah, I've seen the contract is uh, The Mummy with uh, the new Tom Cruise mummy. Yeah. Uh, it was one that we talked about, uh, I think it was in December last year. Um, and that's really because Universal have got a, a framework uh, agreement with the production company uh, within their organization for this movie because of it being uh, quite a big deal because it's going to try and kick off their own Universal Monsters universe of films. Um, but looking at the paperwork, if you look at the precedent that's been set by uh, another film called Dracula uh, Untold, which came out right. a couple of years ago, uh, it's the same set up it's the same people uh, it's the same contract and that was pushed heavily uh, on both coasts of, of halloween horror nights so the likelihood of the mummy being pushed heavily um at halloween horror nights on both coasts is is probably it has to be a given yeah when say. is the mummy uh, scheduled to come out the movie i have to look that up uh yeah i need to look that up. i don't think it's is it spring i think yeah i think that's what happened also didn't it yeah it's june 9th in the u.s june June yeah. 9th, so a few months away from uh, from Horror Nights. Now, Dracula Untold, and didn't we feel that as well? Like, didn't it come out quite a bit before? And it wasn't exactly a huge box office smash. Oh, no, it didn't do very well. But the thing is... Oh, it did come out, though. So I know, it, yeah, it came out actually during the Halloween season, though. So there was no way to know that before that. But okay. it's, it's interesting to cut that, that this is going to happen 
potentially if it happens, it'd be months later. And especially when we already had two of the ancients last year, it's kind of, you know, I, mean, I wonder if we'll see something similar. Well, this is it. I have a feeling Dracula Untold was actually released late. I think it, it's, its uh, opening date was pushed back. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that was meant to come out in the summer, uh, that film. Um, but uh, in terms of The Mummy, um, I, I mean, it, 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 it's just a given, really, on that front with this film. Um, it's going to be such have such a big deal, so they're going to make the most of it. I think. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I I enjoyed the Mummy. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the Mummy ride. I enjoyed the old Mummy movies, the old old ones, the Boris Karloff ones. But I really enjoyed even the. Uh, I enjoyed the Benjamin Fraser Mummies. So I'm looking forward to a new um, a new Mummy universe, the Universal Monster universe. And I think it could be great things for Halloween Horror Nights. And we've seen them tackle these kind of topics before. And Tomb of the Ancients, while it wasn't necessarily my favorite. Um, when it comes to the houses from 26, a lot of people love that house. So I think you'll be able to maybe take some guidance from that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, to a lot of people, The Mummy really is the Brendan Fraser uh, stable yeah. of films. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that this film is taking it in a whole different direction, yeah. uh, going down a complete different path. But, you, know, it's, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with the Brendan Fraser films. They were great and they're over. Yeah. I'm just glad we're not trying to copy something that... Um, yeah, because those were fun. Yeah, and recently. Indiana Jones kind of goofy-ish movies. This this yeah. is a uh, more serious take with a female villain. It looks really cool, and I mean, I, I hope we see something good. What about dates? Now there was a big rumor that came out. Have dates about ten times. I feel like the announcement has been unofficially leaked for dates. Where are we on dates for next year? Where, where are we on dates? Well, Universal uh, last weekend uh, put out a survey to uh, uh, people that have signed up to their. Um, Guest satisfaction yeah. rating system uh, that a lot of people subscribe to and uh, and do on a frequent basis, and that's been going on for many many years now. Um, they have a habit of this time of year putting out a survey that sort of tests the water, sort of asks them what they thought of last year, what they thought of the ticket prices, what sort of times they like to come and go. Sometimes they even go as so bold as to put stuff like. Um, what do you think of Hellraiser? You know, stuff, stuff like that. You know, it's complete random stuff that's nothing to do with Universal. Um, this year, uh, very much the same. They've put all the ticket stuff in there um, and all the sort of satisfaction of, of when you like to go, when you don't like to go, what do you think of this, that, and the other. But the key thing that they did do um, is they did put dates into the system. They did right. say that the event would start on the 15th of September. So, you know, they've never done that before, to my recollection. Yeah, I've uh, I've gotten those surveys before, and I got this one. I kind of breezed through it. If I don't even know if I did complete this one, and and I should have looked more closely. But you're right. So it, it kind of outlined potential for a the longest horror night season in history. Well, yeah, seven weeks. You know, yeah. if they if they're going to go down that route, I mean, it, it, it's it's wholly in keeping with how the event has evolved every year that it just keeps on expanding and expanding. Yeah. So. You know, if, if it is true, I mean, at the end of the day, even if it wasn't true and they still hadn't agreed that in-house, I can't see them changing that. Now we all kind of know it's going to start on the 15th. Yeah. And when are you coming in? Uh, me, I will be coming out. I'll miss opening night, but I'll be there sort of not long after the 15th. Yeah, I'll make my plans when I know it officially, see where, where things land and where I can get my tickets. But I'm going to try to go early. And then I'm going to try. I, I liked what I did last year, which was being able to go really early in the event and then go the last couple of days because I could see so much change, see the evolution of things, see houses that I previously didn't like a lot. I like them a lot or see the Bill and Ted show change. And we even have, uh, you know, lots of little things that were altered and 
I really love that last week that was after uh, after um, Horror Nights was supposed to go, the extended weekend. And part of me liked that mm. because you go over to Disney and it's Christmas and you go over to Universal and it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> See, it should be Halloween all year round. You get double tip. You just get pictures and uh, all seasons you're good to go. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward. Obviously, we're obviously looking forward to 27, but this is, I know, kind of the lull time. We're going to have on, I just got off uh, another podcast with Tim. Uh, and he wants to come on, he and Jen, to talk about the differences they felt this year from they went to both Hollywood and to Orlando for Horror Nights and kind of give people's thoughts. Uh, any plans of you going out to Hollywood this year? Um, I will be in Hollywood, but I think I'm going to miss the event by a, a few weeks. So um, I've got a trip planned, uh, sort of work and leisure. So I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get out there this year. Well, we got to get you to the Magic Castle then on that trip. Ah, well, that, that would be nice. <laughs> that, I'll hook it up. I will say that to our <laughs> listeners. If you guys are in the L.A. area ever, and uh, I hopefully you're nice and trustworthy and over 21, uh, I am a, <laughs> an associate member of the Academy of Magical Arts at the Magic Castle. It's a private club for magicians and supporters of magicians. I'm one of the supporters wow. of the Magical Arts. If uh, you want to go and have a night, it is, does cost some, but it's free for me to sit down and invite. I, I sit to a lot of friends. I uh, J. Michael Roddy went on to me and a bunch of other guys you know who have gone to the Magic Castle through my membership, and I'm happy to help you out. Uh, shoot me an email and or tweet or however you want to do it, and um, I'll, I'll do my best to get you an invite because it's really a cool experience if you guys are a fan of – if you're a fan of Horror Nights, you're a fan of the Haunted Mansion, that kind of thing. There's a lot of theme park history that's in that building. It's right off right on Franklin, like one block back from Hollywood Boulevard. It's been there forever. Uh, really cool. Neil Patrick Harris ran it till a couple years ago, so he's got some cool stuff going on there as well. But man, I, I know this is sort of a little time for Horror Nights news, but we did see also. I think the uh, they, they started tweeting again. You they did, that? yeah. Not it's not uh, yeah, it's not, it's not Mike Aiello. No, unfortunately, they no. Were, he it's, he um, was pulled off of it. It seems like officially it was not him anymore. Yeah, he, he kind of let that out. I mean, it's probably Matt Corn, if I'm honest. Yeah, Matt, come on, let us know. It's you, isn't it? Right, come on. We wanted to have Matt on, and uh, I talked to Matt, and I talked to PR, and uh, couldn't get it ha- couldn't get it done. They uh, wow. though Matt, I feel like is an official spokesperson. I guess not quite ready for uh, for podcasting, but uh, so don't think I was. I always feel like there's people who listen. Like, why don't you have this person on? Trust me, <laughs> yeah, I want to have them on. Well. <laughs> I'm bothering the crud out of the people at Universal PR. Eventually, they've now just said, "Why don't you give us a topic and we'll tell you who you can have on?" Because <laughs> they, they said they felt bad because every person I requested, they're like, "No, that's not a spokesperson either." I'm like, they're out there publicly speaking. What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I am interested to see how social plays into it this year because it just feels a little different. We also did see, hey man, this is off, a little on topic, off topic. The uh, virtual waiting is coming to Universal Studios through the new Jimmy Fallon attraction. Number one, do you think uh, is the Jimmy Fallon attraction opening? Do you think that gives us any room for a house, or does that completely remove that area for something? And then number two, do you think we'll, we'll see virtual waiting coming to uh, to Horror Nights? Well, the, the the problem with that is is I don't know the new layout, but yeah. um, there was uh, obviously some switchbacks at the back there that led into the soundstage yeah, area. For, for, so. for, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think it will impact much uh, on Halloween Horror Nights. Assume that, it'll that. be open. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the problem with that is in the first night of uh, the first year of Diagon Alley, they didn't open Diagon Alley. So sometimes, even Rip Ride Rocket, but then I think that may have been operational issues. But they yeah. don't tend to always open the new rides for Halloween Horror Nights. 
Yeah, hopefully it's open. I uh, I look yeah. forward to the attraction. What about what about just your thoughts? Even not on what they're doing, but for virtual waiting, we're seeing that now, where you'll check in and then say it's a two hour wait for The Walking Dead or something or American Horror Story. You'd come back in two hours and you'd go in. Instead of how they're going to be, seems like what they're going to be rolling out at attractions now. They have it at Minions right now testing, and then it'll be officially opening with uh, Jimmy Fallon. How do you feel about that? Um. I'd, I'd like to see it in practice because I think all of us, you know, we've all gone without an express pass at some yeah. point, and we all we all know the, the the terror of standing in that humidity for hours on end, making friends as they as they call it locally. Um, so I don't know. I think it'd be a good thing if it works. It's just because the event is uh, a temporary attraction, if you like. I'm sure the technology needs to be calibrated and adjusted True. to you know to figure that out. So I don't know. I hope I hope they could uh, trial it. You know, at least on a couple of houses, say. You know, you got to think of how much money could be made. I mean, yes, there are little bars that kind of roam in those lines, but how much real money could be made for them if, yeah, it's a two-hour wait for, yeah, like I said, horror story or something like that. But you could go to Finnegan's, you could go grab a drink, you could go buy merchandise, and then come back and go in. Of course, they're making a ton of money off the Express Passage. I guess it's kind of the same uh, concept here. But we'll uh, we'll see. I hope it happens. I, I think it's something that, I mean, we're just talking now. There's no rumors or anything that that would come to Halloween Horror Nights. But it would be nice. <laughs> It'd be nice. No, the, the, I mean, the, the survey did elaborate on other things that were possibly coming back. Um, I mean, one of the main things that's been added to the actual website now is Scare Actor Dining. So, oh, for this year, um, for twenty seven. But for twenty seven, yeah, that's already, I believe, just as a, a footnote on the website somewhere. Um, so that's, I think, that's been quite popular. So uh, hopefully, they'll sort of change the menu up a little bit and um, perhaps yeah. increase the number of scare actors. But it has been incredibly popular. Yeah, um, that's on my list for this year. That's something I would like to do. I think oh, definitely. I haven't been able to do it yet. And, and every time I hear about it, it seems like something I'll enjoy. And it, some of it depends on who the characters are. Like, I feel like I would have planned out maybe my my time at Horror Nights differently if I knew that it was going to be the chance meet and greet concept. Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, if we get an icon, will it be something that will bring me into that? Uh, any rumblings on an icon? Um, No rumblings. The only thing I will say is that last year, as far as we, we can tell, that the... Um, the icon of, of Chance was sort of scaled back slightly um, yeah. as opposed to the year before when Jack was sort of everywhere. So if we have an icon, I hope we do have an icon because I, I do feel that thematically it does bring the event together because we remember the, the years where we didn't have any icon or any real theme in particular. Um, and I do feel those sort of dark years could have been could have benefited from an icon. So I do hope they do bring an icon back. As to who it could be or what it is, a lot of the fans are doing petitions at the moment to get the care act, uh, the caretaker to come back. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. It's interesting that those kind of first five major icons are the ones people so connect with and you don't really ever hear about any of the other ones that maybe didn't go over as well and you don't even really hear about people wanting... I mean, there are a few people, obviously, they're always on those boards yelling and screaming about, we just need new stuff, we need new stuff. What do you think it is about those... I guess the the iconic nature of those icons that people want them back so often. Well, I, I think a lot of the, a lot of these characters. I mean, don't forget, people have sort of grown up with these characters. So to them, there's more of a, an emotional attachment to them. You know, they've spent a lot of nights with their friends, having some really good times growing up. You know, in in this event um, and seeing these characters, so they have more of an attachment to them than perhaps, say, one that they may just make up out of out of nothing for, for this year. Yeah. So I, I think there is that 
uh, element of familiarity and that they know what they are. They can, they can, you know, like every every company has the Disney guy, you know, because the Disney guy knows when to go and what to right. do and everything. But the, every company should have a Halloween Horror Nights guy or girl, <laughs> you know, because they champion all these things. So then if, so say the caretaker does come for this year and is the icon, you know, they can champion him and say what he does and what he doesn't do and, and give some expectations to other people. That's a good point. It seems like they're all the the Roddy created originals. It seems to be what something about those <laughs> characters that connect in a different way. I don't know what it is because we not like we didn't see icons. We saw Fear. We saw Lady Luck. I'm trying to think of who I'd probably be forgetting. That sort of who, who are some of those well, sort of random icons? Well, the one that everyone forget. Well, I don't say everyone forgets that she's got a really strong following. Is Bloody Mary? That's right. Bloody, I lo- see that yeah. one gets a lot of. I, I, you're right. You see kind of mixed reactions, but I loved that year. And I love that yeah. her like pre-show thing that would happen in front of the gates with the screens and coming. I mean, it was so good. But well, she's one of the few icons that still has a full-time uh, piece in the park that has existed from her Halloween Horror Nights. Is that in the makeup show thing, or where is that? No, no, it's down in the New York area. There's a window that says uh, Boris uh, uh, Schulster um, Detective Agency. Uh, and he was the one that investigated Bloody Mary that year. So they've kept that as a sort of shrine, a sort of nod, an Easter egg, if you like, to Bloody Mary. I didn't even know that. So where? So, so for the people that maybe don't know either, so guide us where that is. Uh, well, if you go into the New York area, you know the Universal store that sells all the um, – Yeah. Uh, it used to be like a preview center, but it, it sells all the random Universal stuff, all like the old school stuff. If you come out of that store and look at the, the block ahead of you on the, on the same street, on that corner – uh, sort of above eye level there's this uh, we would call it an Oreo window in England but it's a bay window and I think it's green and it says uh, Boris Shulster awesome send me a picture of that guys if you have I'm sure it's probably in the book too hey any any uh will we see a 2017 edition do you think of uh of your uh, guy we will yeah we've already the, the team we've already started working on it we're currently working on a Hitchcock book yeah um so we're we're sort of plowing our way through that in the moment but um as soon as that's done uh, we will ramp up a gear on the Halloween Horror Nights book. Well, I look forward to that. The Universal Monsters book is uh, is pretty good. Are you uh, are you seeing a lot of interest in that as we're heading into the Mummy, or is it still kind of quiet? No, it's uh, it's sold very well. In fact, Christmas uh, this month, uh, sorry, Christmas just gone for the month of December was probably one of the best months I've had. Uh, the Universal Monsters book uh, was outselling everything that I've done. So, do you think? And this is just honestly, I'm looking at sort of. I don't know. Coming out of 25, it felt like yeah. 26 couldn't get here soon enough for the audience. People were going crazy. Oh, yeah. And it just, and it just seemed nuts. Whenever you'd turn on, that's the reason why you even started the show. It just seemed like the fan base was building and building and building. I feel like, though, maybe just because of how hot it was coming out of 25 to 26, that we saw a huge spike in interest. And I think there is still a spike going on in interest, but do you think 26, though it was a great year and I loved it, do you think going 26 to 27, there's a little bit more of a, I don't know if it's a sub, not subdued interest, but more proceeding with caution as a fan coming into this thinking, okay, this is now going to be maybe a little bit returning back to how it kind of was before? Possibly. Like, what uh, are you seeing? Because like, it just feels a little quieter than usual. True. I tell you why 25 was a pivotal year, though. That event started in the last week of 24. In 24, they had a scare zone that they put in the New York area, right. sort of Naserman's area, with Jack and all the others, and it teased what was going to come for 25. Yeah, I remember that. 
Awesome. Yeah, and it drove people crazy. Then a video came out with Jack on it, and everyone was going wild. So there was this huge anticipation built for that event. Of course, then the event, they deliver what everybody wants. I mean, they hit it right out the gate. Um, so it was a huge event because it was a huge celebration. It was that 25th sort of anniversary, you know, huge event. So 26 had a lot to live up to, I feel, because of how successful 25 was. So 27 will probably, as you say, rightly, probably adjust and go back to sort of how it was. But 25 was such a big year that the it, it does make the others look sort of, yeah. not, uh, you know what I mean. I'm wondering if it's also that almost the anticipate the people were shocked, I guess, from 24 to 25, that how different it felt and how things grew. And the fact that they delivered again with 26 with the level of 25, uh, type of scares when it comes to the houses, when it came to the scare zones and the icon, it felt still nine houses, 10, if you count repository, it felt as, uh, important. So they wonder if there's also that of the people were anticipating 25 to 26 to scale back. And instead they realized, Oh no, this may be the new norm. Do you think nine houses is the new norm? I think it will be whether 10 is the new norm. I'm not so sure yeah. on the actual survey. Again, the first question was, um, did you enjoy the, uh, inverted commas, virtual reality house? Yeah. So they must be right now considering, do we do it? Do we not do it? Yeah. I would love them to do that entire experience without the VR part or a better VR part because uh, it was such so cool. Like it was like, I think it was well worth mm -hmm. my money. Could maybe it was a little overpriced, um, but it wasn't that bad. And it was such a unique experience that I loved it. I just think that the, they almost shouldn't have advertised it. They should have advertised it more as a interactive uh, house with where people could touch you and maybe a little bit more on that side of uh, being more personal than them advertising it as VR. Because the VR part yeah. was such a small part and not necessarily the, I would say probably the worst part of the experience. So maybe that's something they can play around with heading into it. Uh, but I would do it again. And I think I would do it again, regardless if it's VR or not, if they announce they're going to be doing something similar because it was such a cool, cool deal. But I know a lot of people that didn't do it because it just was getting mixed reviews or getting negative reviews because the VR part was underwhelming. Well, I, I think that, that there's the two things they need to do is one, probably this year, just drop the VR part altogether. Uh, maybe bring it back next year, bigger and better, maybe, um, but the other thing they need to do if they do do a VR house is they need to get marketing that straight away. Yeah. Because they didn't tell anyone well, that's about right. it until the, until the event almost started. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, if that's going to be a big deal and VR is so popular right now, you're right. They, that needs to yeah. be one of the first things you hear about. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would get it out front and say it's happening, build some anticipation, try and tie it into the other houses to try and make you feel that, okay, you've done the other nine, but you have to do the 10th house because it ties it all together. Absolutely. Well, man, I know we've only gone 22 minutes, but anything else we need to share? I mean, I, I know the episode people are like, man, we love the one hour episodes. And there's just right now we're just <laughs> in those dark times. Things are just quiet. Well, the few things I can say is one, because we've got the sort of semi confirmation now that it's going to be seven weeks, we can pretty much rule out that the event will take place in both parks. That's something a lot of people call for every year. Yeah. So we can pretty much say it will be at the studios again. Did you like, did you like it at both parks? Um, it didn't feel like Halloween Horror Nights to me when it was over there. Yeah. It was too much dead space. Yeah. I, I never loved the islands and I never, I definitely was not a huge fan of the year when it was in both parks. It just was, it was a haul and it was confusing. I, I would like to see only reason I'd like to see islands again is just because I think 
dealing with park capacity and dealing with how many people are in it. But you're right. Maybe just the over-themed sections of those park of Islands of Adventure, it didn't really feel right. Though that's where we saw the caretaker and some of these other characters. True, true. The other thing that a lot of people are waiting for now, which is the the other way we get park uh, event dates, is um, in the UK, uh, our Halloween Horror Nights tickets go on sale long before the US tickets. So the US, uh, the UK travel agents, they start to update their websites in January and February. So if it is going to be seven weeks, that's going to be the first kind of official source that will clearly state seven weeks because they're obviously selling tickets for seven weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing all of our friends from the UK already posting their travel plans. You guys have already made your plans where I'm not even in the headspace of that yet, but I know it's international travel. Yeah. You like me coming there. I'd be planning already if I was coming to the UK in the <laughs> summer or the, or the fall. True, true. Um, and then the other thing that, that I'm I'm getting every week now is I'm getting a source tell me every week that the walk, the, the um, American Horror Story is going to come back. Yeah. Um, but that's something we kind of knew. We broke the story that it would be coming back before 26. So I'd be hugely surprised if that didn't come back for 27. I would agree. I mean, unless there was some fallout with the deal. Number one, the house just blew everyone away and everyone loved it. Yeah. And... It's a really huge franchise. So as long as that, everyone's happy, then why would it not come back? What about Walking Dead, though? Any, any? I know you haven't heard any rumblings, but if you were a betting man. If I were a betting man, I would say The Walking Dead would come back for a scare zone. How about that? Oh, I like that. I'm going to still say, I'm going to say Walking Dead comes back for a house. We'll see, though. But I would, I'd rather be a scare zone. But not all the scare zones. Please don't do that to us again. But the one scare zone is <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> I had someone tell me, uh, who was it? Oh, I was on Creepy Kingdom the other day. And James said to me, do you know what the best scare zones I ever went through? It was when the, every scare zone was the walking dead. I was like, really? Well, yeah. he's just wrong, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if you're really into the, the walking dead, it was great. But I, oh, yeah, I would not. So, All right, man. Well, I mean, I don't want to cut this short, but it's been a half hour. I feel like this is a good time for us to say we'll call it a day because there's really just not much going on. But we will be back in a couple weeks, like I said. Some episode previews for this year. I can kind of say that. We're definitely going to have Jim, uh, or Jim, we're going to have Jen and Tim on soon to talk about Hollywood. That's going to be fun. We got a buddy of mine who's going to come on who's going to talk about some of the scare zones for 26 that he worked on. I am going to put in some, some, uh, some uh, requests for some other interviews. Obviously, his house has come back. I would love to get Mike back on. I know Roddy wants to come back on. James, I think, wants to come on for a year or two talk. So I think you'll hear a lot of the same voices and then some new ones as well. We're reaching out to a lot of people. It's just connecting with everyone's schedule and making sure these are people that are allowed to talk about some of these things. So that's one of the reasons. Say, If there's a specific episode you like, though, uh, let us know. If there's a guest you'd like to hear on the show, let us know, and I'll do my best. As long as they're not a current Universal employee, like like you said, it, it makes it it's pretty easy. When they're currently working for me to go through PR, which, again, we love PR. They've been great, but it's they're a little more specific, rightfully so, of who they allow on the show so just let us know and uh, i'd love to hear you guys' thoughts and uh and you know who else we could have on any any uh anyone you'd like to have on this year we didn't get to last year or anyone you'd like to have back on chris uh well for me number one um has to be james keaton yeah um because the 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 the, the show we did you know and you know thanks to him and to universal for setting that up um, was was one of my favourites to to listen back to and and to be in. So I and, and there is so much more we could talk to about uh, you know to him because he's done so much. So I would definitely love to see him back. 
All right, we'll try to do that. Maybe we can try to figure that out. Because, look, Universal at the end, we were doing the show from from the radio studio. Maybe we could try to work that out while you're in town. And we could do that from yeah. the Universal uh, recording radio studio. That'd be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. We could we could have a we could have like a you know a telethon. Just have one after the other. We'll just have like you know? it look like walkers. We'll just have them at the window, like all the listeners yeah. are staring at James. <laughs> that's what he looks like. Yeah, that's what he looks like without the makeup. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, we're gonna continue on with Scare Zone this year. Thank you guys for listening. It's been an exciting time, and as always. Well, before we do that, the books are available on our website and on Amazon, Chris. And when is the Hitchcock book? When do you think it's gonna happen? Ooh, um, ah, crikey. This I'm year, hoping, 2017. Yeah, I'm hoping Yeah, I'm hoping for next month, but I'm fingers crossed. All right, but the current books are available, last year's Horror Nights book, and which is still great because a good bit of it is history. And obviously the, uh, the Universal Monsters book, both are on our website. You can also find me over on scarezone.com. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash scarezone, scarezone.com, SZ podcast on Twitter. Instagram. Also, if you are interested in another podcast, I not only I know Chris, you're on a couple different shows. I am. I should just plug really. Um, yeah. Diz After Dark and Universal After Dark. We yeah. uh, had Jim Hill on last week, and the downloads went through the roof. Yeah. Uh, and then the week before, we actually all got drunk and recorded a show. Oh, so well, listen if you that want one. to hear me let my hair down? That's the show to go. <laughs> awesome. I uh, I'll to take a listen. Is that on Universal or is that on Disney? Uh, that was. Universal after okay. that one. So take a listen to that one. If you want to hear some other podcasts, obviously I'm on WDW Today, Disney podcast each and every week. And I'm also starting a brand new podcast. And I can't tell you a whole lot about it, but we just recorded our first episode. And maybe I kind of hinted at who's on that show. But it's called the BLT Lunch Break. And you can find out more on our social media. You can go. There's probably not much there. But if you go there, you'll, you, I'd say just do this. Go and like our pages and, and follow and you'll see what happens. It's just going to be generic talk, comedy, lots of fun with two good buddies, some of which you've heard here, some of which you've heard on WDW today. And that'll be at BLT Lunch Break on all social medias. Find us there. All right. I think that's going to do it. As always, keep your eyes closed, your ears... Sorry. As always, keep your... What am I saying? This is what happens when we're out of practice, Chris. We gotta get back. We got to get back going. All right. As always, keep your eyes... Keep your eyes closed and your ears open and we'll see you at Finnegan's. Visit our website scarezone.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash scarezone, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash scpodcast, and remember to rate and review us on iTunes. This has been a production of Laugh O'Brown Studios.